0: It's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face, Bessart Barisha. It's Connor Pain on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. Oh, Diamante! The and Western Service crew are celebrating.
1: And we're still on top. Welcome back to All Out West and another huge one in the A-League. With victory decimating MacArthur, CCM getting the edge on Brisbane, Rudan's West Sydney Wanderers smashing Sydney, Adelaide narrowly avoiding a draw with Perth, City and Wellington game was postponed, and Leo Lacroix's brace was the difference against the Jets. Now, Kelsey, what are you holding? It's the uh, signed match ball from uh, Aloisi
2: and the um, nutcracker
1: Topo Stanley. Oh, just, kick, uh, just grab them in the biscuits. Humpty hump. But, yeah, that's, that's a really good uh, little memento that you got there, big fella.
2: We'll go into that a little bit later. But, yeah,
1: it's my new child. I know you're a big fan. Now, this week we're joined by Jay and Kelsey. And I've got a really off-the-cuff kind of question for you guys. Who is the Western United, Western United wild card for the Johnny Warren? Jay. For the,
0: the whole Johnny – so not just – Best and fairest the whole league. World card, you yep. reckon? Leo. Leo Lacroix. Ah, uh, three players. You got Leo, Risden, Young. Uh, hard to split those, but I'd probably say Leo because um, he looks the part more so than the other two. No offense to Young and Risden, but but Leo's, you know, the new international signing. He's big, he's tall, he's a good defender. We've kept clean sheets, he scored goals. So my outside, yeah, Leo. Kelsey. I'll go a crazy one just for the sake of it. I'll say up
1: Oh. Performed really well. That's I, I get that, yeah. He's gotten some clutch
2: um, goals. He's been you know big in some, big, in some noticeable games. No,
1: he, there's, there's a rough one for you. I like it. Um, I, Leo Lacroix, for me, was probably the, the dead set one, so he's not really a wild card. But I'm going to say... I know Kilkenny because he's doing really well, I guess. like Our midfield's been banging this, this season, but I, I, I think it's LaCroix. LaCroix probably – I think he's in there, definitely. For put a- all, all
0: in all, sorry. All in all, though, I think Daniel Pena is going to be hard to beat because oh, yeah. he's like a yeah. shining light in that team. And we've got a few – it's like one of those – like Brownlow for the footy. Like, you know, if you've got a team – like look at the doggies last year. They had three players that could have won Brown lows, but none of them did because they all pinched votes off each other. So I think yeah. that could happen with us and the Johnny Warren. They could pinch votes off each other because they're two good in different matches. But I think is gonna be right up there for Newcastle. Would not surprise me if he gets it.
1: Yeah, he's definitely decent. Sorry, just a bit of a bit of a one without any wasn't on the run sheet I like to surprise you. Um, There isn't really any club news, and Diamante and Payne, there haven't been any updates on their injuries. I dare say they were being rested against the game with Newcastle, Uh, unless you've got information.
0: I I have heard rumours that Diamante will be back sooner rather than later. It's an injury, but I think because we're happy with the squad, we're not rushing him back. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's in the next couple of weeks.
2: Um, I don't know if you said it, because it's not on the run sheet. Did you say Rizzo was out too?
0: No, I didn't say that. No, no, I
2: was talking to Wallace there. Yeah, he was also, oh. uh, you know, not in part of the squad either.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard in any of the pre games or post games them <laughs> saying any about why Rizzo was out, but they might have just give him a week off. Like he's That's, played, pretty, yeah, uh, pretty after um
0: after almost getting a red, and he's got uh, four yellows this season. Maybe they are just giving him a rest. So, well, us not forget, with him being injured, and
2: with him being injured last season a bit too. Probably good for him to have a game off
1: here and there. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: And uh, also, like, just on that topic, we will get into it. But Tomoki's fiftieth game, so they probably oh, wanted yeah. to start him for that. Wouldn't surprise me.
1: Yeah, I that actually I forgot to put that in the run sheet. Good on him. What a like a yeah. can't believe it's fifty games already. Mm-hmm. Where is the time gone? Oh yeah, season like, two. I'm celebrating tonight with an Asahi. That's, um, that's actually a really solid beer. I'm currently on uh, Brumanity Beer Co.'s Mouth of the South dra- Draft because it's 15 bucks at uh, Sims in uh, Werribee, represent. Um, I used at, to be the uh,
2: second in charge of the liquor store there.
1: Oh, thanks. I could have used a discount. I, I and, drank uh, all my good beers today. I have today water. Today at- Nectar of oh, God's. God. I drank the good beers at watching AEW Revolution today. So, big day. Um, I also helped
2: you drink those beers.
1: (laughs) Now, do you guys want to get into the game review? Sounds good. Yeah, cool, cool. Just checking. Uh, Now, on Saturday, the 5th of March, in Ballarat, West United took on the Newcastle Jets in front of 2,674 people. The weather during the day would have been palatable to a Norwegian black metal band, but the sun broke through for the game and it was quite nice. First things first, how good was the attendance for the day? For Ballarat Day, it was cold as buggery. Yeah. Jay, what are your thoughts?
0: Yes, the first time I've been... We rocked up about 20 minutes till kickoff, and it's the first time that I've... Actually struggled to find a park close to the ground. Usually I do get there a bit earlier, but um, all like a lot of the parking outside the ground was just taken up. So I thought there's going to be a few in today. They've renovated the ground as well since we've last played there, renovated the ground. And I was a fed. Uh, the grass area was really nice. A couple of kids up on there having a kick. Um, you know, they've added the new gate, toilets, toilets. Uh, Amenities, you know, they're not just selling beers out the back of a truck anymore. So the grant its good to see that the ground's been um, upgraded. And um, yeah, I think it was something in the realm of twenty five hundred, which in it's real numbers is probably so. like fifteen hundred. But <laughs> no, nah, wow. um, yeah, it, it was—I I think it was our most impressive crowd, to be completely honest, since we played in Ballarat, which is really good to see. It's not falling. It's
1: yeah, the the interest is not falling away. Well, can I give you a bit of backstory on that one? Now, we played in front of a registered crowd of 2,674. Our largest crowd was our first ever game in Ballarat uh, at that stadium of 5,084. The second game did 2,973. And since then, we have not clocked over 2,200. So it's actually the biggest we've had since um, the 16th of the 2nd, 2020.
0: That's good.
1: Yeah. I Just as a, to put it in perspective, it's actually our, our third best attendance out of six games in Ballarat.
0: Yeah, and um, I I put that down as well for this one to time slot. 3 p.m. on a Sunday oh, – or Saturday, sorry – is really good because it gives um, – you know, it's not on a Sunday, so you don't have to worry. You, you know, you can go home, have a good night's sleep or whatever, you know. um. You've got plenty of time to get down to the ground for those that don't live in Ballarat. I think it was perfect. Um, So hopefully for the Ballarat time slots, we'll be getting more 3 p.m. Saturdays, not 5, 6 p.m. Sunday games.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Anything to add on that, Kelsey? No,
0: I think Jay covered that
1: really well. Now, I'm going to delve into a bit of a different topic. Now, um, for the day – Shout out to Kelsey's wife, Chloe. She won the Ballarat Experience, which included accommodation, Chairman's Club tickets, and a restaurant voucher. Kelsey, how is this game day um, experience in the, um, in the Chairman's Club versus normal game day?
2: Look, it's a different way to spend it. You know, in the Chairman's Club, obviously free uh, drinks for anyone who might like to take in a legal alcoholic beverage uh, for those over age. Um, you know, you get some food. Um, now I've done the GMHBA one and the you now the Mars one. Only difference I'd say is the Mars one was a bit was light on the cat, like it was light canapes, whereas like at GMHBA last time we got like tables of food. So didn't really eat prior to going, thinking I'd be getting a lot more uh, snacks than I would. Not complaining, not hating. Just a bit of a fretwork work for anyone who's going to Mars. Um. So, as you know, we've got the two free uh, VIP parking spots, so we didn't have to worry about organising parking. We just drove straight through. Um, then, yeah, you get the wristband. And let, they give you some seats. Only I'll tell you, they had the seats in Section 19, which was right around the other side of the stadium, not actually near the chairman's function. whereas you could just go out and sit in GA, which is what we ended up obviously doing in the second half, not hating the seats the first half was good, gave us good perspective of uh, Leo's goal. But um yeah yeah the other things included yeah was like so we got the accommodation at the um Southern Park Motor really nice hotel um we had lunch at the Saigon Alley Restaurant um really good food there too I had a bar meat me. um and uh, we also got this lovely boy this side match ball by uh, the captain of the day and uh, the coach yeah it's now my child again as I was saying earlier
1: um I. So, I, I
2: Would you like to say a story about this?
1: So uh I I partook in the chairman's club with Kelsey. Shout out to my chairman's club Scarf, just a little represent yo. Um, and I was on the source that day. Um, much to Uh I told my wife I had five beers. That was a blatant lie, I believe. Um, but yeah, very good experience. Shout out to Nathan from the club we started two weeks ago, who was the correspondent you guys dealt with for the competition. He was really good. And he dealt with cadences, uh, not cases. Kelsey's eccentricities of getting the ball, because that's all Kelsey cared. About. He cared about no other end event to this. No. He was like in the dude's. He's like, hey, what's going on with my ball? Three parts pissed. Was pretty solid. Look, to be honest, I get obsessed with
2: look, details. I, I really think he dealt with it really well, considering how, like, as you know, I can be very uh, oriented when I get my mind fixated particular. on something. Um, look, he dealt with it really well, especially in his first actual uh, executive club function. So. Huge shout-out to him. Huge shout-out to the um, Ballarat experience. People recommend people into that competition next
1: time. 100%. I'd also like to give a shout-out to the speakers for the day. They had the local mayor who put a did a really good speech as well about um, the involvement of West United and the hub in, uh, in Ballarat. A big thing is they noted that there's going to be a big announcement coming soon between the two parties. And the fact that day was themed because of International Women's Day coming up on Tuesday, I reckon it might be involving – the women's, like, our women's club, like, our t- yep. W League team this year. Yeah?
0: I, I did see a few of the Calder players down there as well. well uh,
1: ch- that's what we're talking about. So Alex yeah, and yeah. Um, Amanda Stella both
2: um, did, like had a bit of an interview with the MC there and spoke about the um, Calder United and the club and where they're going in the future, sort of like what they did with the pod as well. So... It was good to get that perspective as well. And they had three of the youth players as well standing up with them.
1: I believe so. Oh, so, course. yeah, that was really good. Uh, a bit of a thing of how the club is pushing a like towards that women's team. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just quickly on uh, your match ball, Kelsey. You were very, very lucky that a certain big Swiss defender didn't pinch that off you had he got another goal. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know
0: if it's it mine, David, and I'm keeping it. <laughs> I reckon. Um, I reckon you just probably would have had the sniper trained on him just in case he got a bit too close to that bird, because you look nah. pretty keen on it.
2: <laughs> look, uh, look, it's just a nice mentor to have of a great guy. Yeah,
1: yeah, a lot of fun. Huge shout to my wife for
2: allowing me that gift
1: and letting me come too because I'm a menace. But. Again, great day, different perspective. Just wanted to talk about, if anyone's interested, I recommend Chairman's Club if it's up your alley or if there's a competition. Now let's get back into the game. So with Diamante and Payne still not up to fitness, or as we discussed, kind of not worth the risk against the Jets, what are your thoughts on how the team lined up with Lesticker and Diamante's midfield position and Renee Crin on the right side? I'll leave it for
2: you
0: first because you look like you're about to speak. Oh. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, I can go first. Um, was that, uh, actually?
1: He was on the left. I know he was on the right. Yeah.
0: Going back to Lustigar, you know, he's probably one of the first names on the team sheet, if not the first. So, no complaints there. Obviously, you got Kilkenny, been ripping it up. Uh, and Renee Crin. So, your international marquee signing. Um, um, yeah, Crin hasn't exactly lit the world on fire, but um, he's played his role well. You know, he's got back, he's defended, he's passed, you know, he hasn't got up you know, pushed too far forward, but he's not really a goal-scoring midfielder anyway. Um, No. For most of the game, our midfield looked pretty solid and we still had a fair bit of creativity, but most of it was also on the counter. I feel the one... one, We could have actually used a few cross-field balls from Diamante at times because it just seems like that pitch in Ballarat is a lot wider than Amy Park feels like our wingers just tend to get out a bit more in Ballarat, and I think we yeah, could have used Diamante's wide balls and, and long passing there. Yeah. The only thing I'll tell you, the good part about
2: sticker doing the Diamante role was it freed Wales to play in his more natural position.
1: Yeah. Mm. Definitely. I agree with that. And I also found that we were able to put a lot of pressure moving forward to kind of suffocate Newcastle Jets at times, so that when we had the ball, they had to work to our kind of rhythm, which was kind of cool.
2: Yeah, it allowed us with Wales up the front, and it allowed us to put a lot more pressure on them in defence when they had the ball to try and you know snick it off them and that a bit
1: earlier. Hmm. A bit of a tale of the tape, though. We only had 38 percent of possession. Like, it's pretty consistent with what we do, to be honest. Still had the same amount of shots and the same amount on target, which is a bit, a bit interesting. It was, it was also good to see Yule back on, um, playing for the Jets again, get some game time.
0: Yeah, Yeah. part of me wanted to yell some abuse out at him because, you know, he's one of our former players but and, you know, he's at another club. So, you know, sometimes you say snake and stuff like that even though, you know, it's completely amicable terms when they leave. And I just couldn't bring myself to even insult him. He's such a good player, such a grouse bloke. Um, Glad he didn't score against us, but good luck to him in the future because he's actually – I thought he might struggle and I honestly – he would have told me he was playing in the A-League still this season, I would have said no, probably. <laughs> like, I wouldn't believe you. But, um, you know, he's still up there scoring goals, getting assists. Good luck to him. West made yeah.
2: You can't hate him. And like I said, as we've said, you know, there's a good way to leave a club and there's a bad way. Max just looking at you, you snake.
0: And then <laughs> look look at Josh Cavallo. Um, we'd have him back in a heartbeat. But we just didn't have the space for him, didn't have the space for you because we've got a very competitive squad. It's hard to have those sorts of players in, you know, when you've got such big names in there already. So,
1: yeah. Definitely. Now, following up his previous display, uh, sorry, I, I went way ahead there. Uh, sorry about that. That's my bad. Sorry. In a stunning display, Leo Lacroix stampeded into the box and headed a, a, the ball into goal after a beautiful set piece from Garuscio. What are your thoughts on this?
0: That's what happens when you don't take a short corner. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you whip it straight in. That's why Benny got a vote this week. <laughs> no, um, Grouse head up. Great ball in the box, just asking to be attacked. And, like, we've seen it so many times this season, but it hasn't paid off. He's honestly the A-League's Virgil. He just bolts in and bolted in, buried that header. No chance of it being stopped. It wasn't hit with, like, the most power you'll ever see, but just glancing straight across the goal. No one in the world saves it. 1-0 Western. Good to see him finally get that set-piece goal. Good to see us finally get a goal from a corner as well directly
1: that's yeah, our first I, one for the season so yeah
2: i really enjoyed it so that was the first time where i was sitting over in that section it was actually a perfect view of that goal like it was just really good to like it was good from start to finish and yeah it was nice to get a set piece goal all oh, corner goal set piece finally
1: Dude, mm. Lee LaCroix was stampeding in like he was freaking Naruto. You know what I mean? Like he was, yeah, he just charged in. I was, I was so keen on that goal. I missed it initially, but um, saw it on the replay and I was just like, man, that's sick. Which following up from that, Garuscio had another brilliant kick from a set piece and it's just a bit of chaos. Prijevic collided with the keeper and the ball finds its way to the head of Le- Le- LaCroix and it's, then it's in the back of the net. Should we be having Garuccio and LaCroix in the situation more often? Should we have Garuccio doing more free kicks Even when Diamante's is back? What do you guys think?
0: Um, definitely all those set pieces from that side, um, the side that he takes his set pieces from. Uh, Neil Neil's good as well, but Garuccio is just in a, in a rich vein of form, and it's like every cross he puts in turns to gold at the moment, so... 100% I think he should take them. Um, and I, I think if for free kicks-wise, maybe if they're going to be in-swingers, you probably give them to Ben and Garuccio as well. But if you want that threat of a shot on target, you've still got to have at least – you've got to have Garuccio and Diamante standing over the ball every time we're taking a free kick this season, I think. And Look, it's not a – mix it up
2: as well. Mixing up's not a bad thing. Give him some more responsibility with it, less than Diamante's burden on it you know, give King Kennedy odd one here and there. And that also throws off the team from what they're not always going to know, like where we're going to go with it. Like predictability, unpredictability factor goes up if we, you know, mix it up a bit as well. Mm.
1: Definitely. Now in a, in a stomach turning turn of events, Jets, the Thurgate scored in the 81st minute. And you could see the grit as the Jets tried to level further. Was our win ever in doubt I don't feel that it was. I felt pretty comfortable the
2: whole time. Um, I remember at the end of the game, I don't know if you hear people talking about going, that really felt like a 3-0 or even potentially a 4-0. I didn't think it was a 4-0, but it felt like a 3-0 win, to be honest, even though it ended up 2-1. I didn't really feel that. There was like maybe one brief moment towards the end of the game where it nearly went in and um, mm. Young pulled out a I didn't really feel it was in doubt.
0: I, if you cast your mind back to the very start of the game, Jets had a couple of good chances that came pretty close. One or two half chances as well. But obviously we created, I think, the better and more of, more opportunities during that game. Um, Jets are a quality side. I never thought the win was in doubt once we went two up and 81st minute. If they'd scored in the 71st minute, I would have been, like, really sweating. But... Um, but those are the sorts of games we should be putting away 3-0 uh, or at least 2-0. Um, I think it's not the best not the best outcome when we were, you know, I think we sort of went into cruise control, let the Jets get themselves back into that one. A um, Hard game to read because really, like, I don't blame us for continually attacking. We don't need to. We could see the game off. But it's like you also want to get that goal difference uh, to make sure City don't, you know, we want to be very competitive with City this season. Uh, we're now only three goals behind them, which is good. But oh, no, no, it's, it's hard to put a button on it. It's a game of mixed emotions. But ultimately, three points in the bag, three points clear, a game in hand, I'll take it.
2: Yeah, the only real big worry is we do seem to have that moment switch off from time to time. Yeah. yeah. A bit, so it's a brief, that- brief moment. If we could just cut that off, that is the difference between – could be the difference between, you know, playing in, you know, the grand final or finishing second or something.
0: Yeah. And and that's why, um, why I'm not in doubt. I, honestly, I'm confident we'll finish top two. Um, and I think there's probably at this stage optimistically or pessimistically a 50, 50 chance that we win the premiers play. I think we're doing that well. Um, However, I doubt how I. am worried about finals because if all it takes is two moments in the final series and a whole season's of good work's undone, and yeah, back to what you said, Kelsey. I mean, we've been talking about this all season. We'll play brilliant games, and it's just that one moment that undoes it all. Luckily, we got away with it today, but you know, like if you if you do that against victory and victory are on and they're in front of a home crowd, we, yeah, we 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 it's it's not going to be. We're not going to be forgiven as easily.
2: Yeah, like with the Jets,
0: because you probably already left by that stage when they scored. I was still watching the game but in the car. But most people yeah, I, I, in the town. Yeah, most people in the town didn't
2: even realize the goal had been scored. That's yeah, how really? like like no one had even realized. So I don't think anyone had you know the need to get those because no one had even realized it had happened until about the
0: maybe the 88th minute or something. I was like, oh, they scored. When did they score? When did that oh, happen? Wow. So it's probably good that I was watching it in the car because I had a completely different perspective on the game when I saw the goal went in. I probably got a lot nervier than
1: the crowd did. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the way it is. You go.
0: No,
2: like, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I noticed it happened. But, yeah, like, for example, I know you didn't notice Wallace at first. Uh, the missing member of the pod, Nick, didn't notice. Chloe had
1: noticed. He was Amelia. Like, like, Nick was yeah, uh, in fine just- form.
0: Yeah, like yeah. everyone around
2: the ground going, when did they score? When did it happen?
0: Yeah, yeah, and and that's I suppose why um maybe we're you know that that's the difference between watching the game on TV and watching it when you're at the get- ground. You know, you do on the TV, you do get a bit more insight into what's happening. You know, you get the replays. Uh like yeah. like for instance, um, our second goal, um, Previc, you said ran into the keeper. I thought for all money he's fouled the keeper there. And so, I was right in front of it. I was 15 metres away from it. I was at that end of the ground, second row. I saw it clear as day. Well, maybe not clear because there was a bit of barriers in the way. But I thought, oh, he's fouled him for sure. There's no way. I'm, I thought we celebrated and then I sort of calmed down quickly because I thought, hang on, VAR is probably just going to disallow this anyway. And then the replay came up on the big screen. He was nowhere near the keeper. He, he – he, um. Yeah, it was it was all good, well and good, but it's like it's those sorts of things, you know, you notice on TV, you don't notice at the game. Um, but it's all about the experience, I suppose, as well. As much as good as it is watching it on TV for the analytical point of view, I'd take the experience every day of the week.
1: Yeah. Now, in a different a bit different, different gear change here, Bayou had some great runs once you subbed on for Pierre's at seventy third minute. I think he's having a pretty good season thus far, but he's got some room to grow. And I think in midfield, um, when he's defending, he can be caught off. How do you think he's performing, Kelsey?
2: Look, I think he's doing well. Look, I honestly don't really remember much of him playing by that late in the game um, for this particular game. But look, when he has come on this season, though, I think he's been solid. Definitely what I've been watching on TV. I, I think, you know, he's performing his role well. Um I think there's a reason, you know, he's proving why Aloisi's putting him on, some him on when he's getting his chances.
0: Yeah. Um, I was a bit critical of him the other week when he started. I thought Theo should have started. But this week when he came on for DP, DP was sort of, I felt he sort of struggled this game, didn't really offer as much as in his last couple of games. But Bayou had one or two chances that could have been like, Goals had things just gone a bit different, yeah. you know. He could have, he could have laid laid up, uh, like uh, put through. Uh, Actually, pre- yeah, he, that on. would have been an easy goal. He 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 could have put himself through, scored a goal. Uh, it's just now like you that say that, final, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. It's that final, like because he's fantastic yeah. all over the like um, running, attacking, dribbling. But every time he gets in that box, it's like he just it's that final, you know bit of the end product that's letting him down. But he's getting closer and closer. And once we start seeing that, I think we've got a serious talent on our hands. He's very close as well. A lot closer than he was a few weeks ago. Yeah. Now that you mention, he should have buried, like when he went with one-on-one, he could have really buried that. Yeah. Like, Rick, honestly, should have been, yeah, three, three-nil game over. Well, 3-1. 3-0? We'll lose 3-1 at that point. We'll lose 3-1 at that point. But, yeah, and then we'd be having a completely different conversation about the whole, like, of the game if he puts that away as well. But, Mm. you know.
1: I'm going to say something here. I think because he is such a young player and he's getting that push-up, we give him kind of that. Extra, like that extra bit of space to grow, as opposed to someone who had that space last season, like a pariah or whales, who we have higher expectations for, where we're like, hey, let's see what this young fella can do, kind of thing. Oh, that's what I think it is, anyway. But I'm, I'm just interested to see how it goes. Yeah. It's always good to see the next gen coming through. Now, let's move into the most controversial part of the game. Nikolai Topper Stanley was issued a red after an eyebrow raising, almost super kick. Of a Sean Michaels proportions, um, like Young Bucks would be doing a Super Cup party. It reminded yeah. me of more
2: like when MJF kicked up Punk just last week, right in the in the uh, nether regions.
1: Yeah, uh, got him, got him in the bread basket. Uh, this was shortly overturned. Jay, do you think this was the correct decision? Uh, no, uh, I'm glad it wasn't. It wasn't
0: the correct decision because we need Nikolai. Oh, geez, that's a penalty every day of the week, isn't it? Studs it, up it's a red card. For the ball. He oh sorry, red card, red card. Um he you know, it was um studs up. He had eyes for the ball. He wasn't like trying to kick his opponent, but that's a dangerous tackle. You know, it's geez, it's a red card. I don't understand why they've overturned that. And like I really think there should be a push for um for us to be able to hear what the umpires are saying when they make these decisions, like in the NRL or the AFL or the Test cricket, when they're doing video um, reviews. Because now, if that cannot be read, anything can be anything. Like we've seen some pretty horrific calls, but like if I was a Jets fan, I would have been up in arms thinking, what do we need to do to get this guy sent off if he, you can just kick someone in the balls? You know, well, or I said in the um, stomach, you know, that's that's it's a red man, I can't see it any other way.
2: Yeah, I, um, I totally agree. It has to be as I said earlier in the chat today, like if that's now just a yellow, I expect homicide to be perfectly legal on the pitch now. Like, <laughs> oh, like you know, even as a bias, you know, that, that's a clear red. Like, yeah. It, yeah, it feels to me like a square up for the um non handball we should have had against Sydney. So it's like, oh, we all won. Let's let's just uh, pay this one back.
1: Get a freebie. Yeah.
0: But like, on top of the side, it wasn't malicious. They, all, they no. always say stuff like, oh, it's got to be malicious for it to be a red. But no, it's just, it's a, it's not malicious. I don't think he meant it, but it's still dangerous nonetheless. You can't be letting people get away with tackles like that. No. It's an incidental, reckless tackle. Yeah. yeah, after um you know we, we went our first season no reds, a bunch of reds last season, and now two weeks in a row we've we've probably should have gotten red cards in both games and we've got away with it. First with Risden Risden deciding I'm playing AFL and marking the ball inside play on a yellow. <laughs> and then um, the karate kid topple Stanley, so I think maybe maybe next season Put a put a bet on maybe ten plus reds because <laughs>
1: we're we're banking them. We are one hundred percent banking them. Yeah. Now, any final thoughts on the game, anyone? Um,
2: no, look, I really enjoyed the Ballarat experience. Um, well, I say that both you know the actual going to Ballarat and the actual Ballarat experience. I really had a good time. Um, yeah, again, thank you to the Ballarat experience and the club again. Like, truly humbled by that uh, package. It was really nice. Um, really had a good time. A bit of what we needed to recharge the batteries as well. So, huge thank you again. And I just really enjoyed the match day experience. Yeah. Jay? I,
0: I, yeah, I find it tedious sometimes coming down to Ballarat. It is, a, you know, an hour drive each way for a 90-minute game. But, yeah. Um, even though I was Dezo this time as well, I'm Dezo every time, so somebody's going to fix me up next time we go to Ballarat. Looking at you, <laughs> Caleb. Um, it's probably the most enjoyable experience I've had at Ballarat. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was it was good vibes on the day, bit of overcast weather with a bit of rain, so it made the footage just that bit more interesting. Um, yeah, I had a good day out as well, and yeah. I didn't even get to go on the experience you guys did. Well, Listening, you guys talk well, about it, I thought I might have to get in on that. Just experience one, aside, once,
2: yeah, maybe yeah, like, once every aside, couple of like seasons. It was great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just treat myself
1: and save my voice for a day. Yeah, you, yeah. you'll like it. Get a spa date or something. Um Strongly We'll like, move like, on. I would pay
2: for the ticket every now and then for it. Like for for a good mm. match, it'd be worth getting a ticket for it. Like, yeah, it's just a nice time.
1: Mm. Yeah, and you can still run down to active if you need to. You know what I mean? If like it's if we're going off, we're just like you can still run down. Yeah. Like, um, I took my freaking three-month-old daughter into the area, so yeah, oh, that was a good decision. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to Player of the Year. Who do you guys? Do you guys want to read out who you guys uh, voted for? what uh, do you want me to?
0: I'll go
1: third. Do you just want to quickly go through it?
2: I like it when you go yeah.
1: through well, that. You can quickly really go through it. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. Kelsey, three to Leo, two to Garuccio, one to Prio. Leb, three to Leo, two to Killer, one to Amai. Jay, you did three to Leo, two to Garuccio, one to Wales. Scott did three to Leo, two to Garuccio, one to Kilkenny. I did three to Leo, two to Garuccio, one to Kilkenny. Anyone want to offer any nuance on their votes? No nuance for the threes. That was... That was pretty straightforward,
2: yeah. I think the two because most people went to Lucio for that it was fairly straightforward. Look, I just said, Prio, look, uh, the benefit of watching TV versus live is just like I just <laughs> want to creating some chaos at times, and that's why he got my one.
1: Okay, Jay, you got anything you'd like to add, or are you good?
0: Uh, well, I went different, I went Wales for my one vote because, um, I just remember a lot in the first half, he got through a lot uh his runs were really good actually drew drew away a lot of attackers and that's somewhat something you tend to miss a little bit um wasn't his best game but i thought he definitely deserved uh, at least one for his hard work but i should have probably in hindsight given it to tomoki because he also worked very hard it was his big 50 but i'll Mm. give that i'll give him three points next week
1: that's okay well do you guys want to know who's currently winning
2: um, just before you do that quickly, as I say, Jay, you broke your promise. You said last week Young would be getting three votes for the rest of the season. Uh, but I want to say I appreciate you holding up integrity instead of holding up a joke.
0: I said I would if Scott didn't give Young three votes for that Sydney game. Thank Scott, you. no, he didn't, but he also elected not to vote. So if he's going to elect not to vote, then... It- Every game Jamie Young plays, Scott's votes immediately will now go to me. And I'm going to vote. I'm going to give uh, an extra six votes a week with Scotty's votes
1: We're to not Jamie Young. With Scott did vote this week <laughs> and last week.
0: I'm that confident in Jamie Young. I think he can do it without Scott.
2: No, no. And like I said, I appreciate holding up the integrity of voting legitimately across
0: it. Well, I'm, I'm not going to sink down to Scotty McInnes's level. I'm just not that dirty. I'm not a dirty Chelsea <laughs> scum who has I Russian don't owners think... that are trying to sell the club. Oh,
1: drop the shit. Like, let's let's move <laughs> on, guys. I
2: don't he's doing that. I think he did too. I just think he views
0: it differently to us.
1: Yeah, and that's okay. He's, hard on yeah. his
0: sleeve, hard on his sleeve, which yep, I respect. exactly.
1: Let's move on. Leo Lacroix is currently winning by one point on 59. Wow. Lustica, 58 second. Risden, third on 57. So we've got a pretty hot race here. Priovich coming fourth on 45. Young coming fifth on 44. And Payne, sixth on 33. Kilkenny coming seventh on 29. Garuccio, 28, coming eighth, who's tied with Topper Stanley. So, and then it's like a massive drop off in points. But yeah, who would have thought Laquara be winning? Caruccio's pretty good. La Sticker as well. It's, yeah, it's a tight race. Well, yeah, Leo
0: absolutely flew up this round, got threes from everyone. So, no surprises that he's uh, right up there now, well, at the top now.
1: Mm. After now, that sort
0: of round.
1: Yeah, definitely. Now, if you're as passionate about West United as we are, you won't want to miss any of the season's A-League action and the easiest, quickest, and best way to catch every game from every angle is with the A-League Live app. Search for A-League Live or Sportsmate in the app or Google Play stores. Link's in the podcast description. Check it out. We use it. It's just a great app. It, it, it owns Keep Up. And we like, yeah, need I say more? Do yeah, that's probably a good be- summary
2: right there. It's Keep Up.
1: Yeah. Also
0: AFL season, NRL season coming up. They both got apps for those. So if you guys like those as well, fantastic apps for those and English Premier League. So yeah, thanks. Sports made the best. I use I use them for literally those four sports. I don't use like the A Leagues app. I don't use the AFLs app. It's got to be Sportsmate. Right. That's.
1: Good testimony there. I didn't know they made one for all those other sports because I've not really... Yeah,
0: no, they do. I've used the um,
2: AFL one for a number of years.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: And it's not... I actually just use them, like, yeah, for for about 10, at least 10 years now. Just because it's... Yeah, they've just always put out the best stats. Yeah, and they're always the quickest time-wise. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wicked. Well, we'll move on to the game preview. Now... On Friday the 11th, uh, we take on Sydney at Leichhardt Oval. West United are taking on the sixth-place Sydney FC who are on a hot losing streak. The, the reason I mention this is because we have played 16 games um, because they have played 16 games and pretty much any lower team could leapfrog them with games in hand. They um, have lost a number of really good pl- uh, players such as Bratton and I believe Ken Sober, Ken Sober just got um, injured. How do you think this is going to play out?
0: This is the game where we should bury them. You know, we drew the first one. We just got through on the second. Uh, after they lost to Wanderers on the weekend 2 0, which is just atrocious for Sydney. You know, the yeah. season Western Sydney have been having. Oh, we should bury them this game, even though it is away from home. But on the flip side, they might bounce back. Who knows?
2: Yeah, like that's the thing. You could, they could easily try and dig in, you know, from the embarrassment and the sting and loss to the Wanderers. Or this could be the start of, you know, like a bit of a, like they could be on the road of the collapse. So, but I think this is a good chance. We need to, This is a good one to make a statement on. Yeah. Come out, take the game to Sydney and really try to make it a game of intent.
1: Yep. I completely agree, and with the fact that Sydney uh, City had their game postponed on Sunday, we're only a game behind them. So we really need to start closing that gap. And although we're three points above and one game behind, this is crucial for us to. I'd really like us to get our first silverware this season. Um, I think the premiers plate for me is the big one, the big the th- like I'm really keen on personally. Um, grand finals cool and it would be a great experience, but I think premiers plate would be a great place to start if we can do it.
0: Yeah, um, as, as much as like the, I think the premiers plate should hold more weight. It's got to be that grand final. It's got to be the fireworks. It's got to be the big, big stage for us to have really, you know, to say that we're champions. But right, the premiers right, well, plate. I have both. Honestly, it. I agree. Like, I, if we're up to me, it's it should be premiers plate then final series, and that's more like an UFA Cup or League Cup, whatever you want. And that's just, you know, you can call it the big six series. Who can, I don't know. A-league like marketing are better than I am. But, um, you know, this are is I? how – barely. But um, it's how we do things in Australia for everything. It's, it's the, what the majority of the public understands. You know, you got AFL, NRL, grand finals, only makes – Sense for Australians, I suppose the MLS do it as well with playoffs. Um, really, the only two leagues I can think of. I think the don't quote me the J League might, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, it's ultimately still a piece of silverware, and I think it's a very important one. Uh, more so than having silverware, than for the progression of the club to say, "Hey, we were the best in 26 games. We were the best." Love to love to say that.
2: And I also love that what comes with it
0: is you know the potential for um Asian Champions like, League. Back to that, we will play less games than City for the rest of the season because they have to take three weeks off for the AFC, which is why they're trying to pump City games out thick and fast, and why it was a big deal that City's game got rained out because they they've got to have a couple, they're going to have to play midweek games,
1: um, like the rest of us, you know.
0: And they don't exactly have an extended squad. yeah, but like midweek games on midweek games, (laughs) you know? They don't exactly have an extended squad. So like while we might have to play midweek games now, the plan is for the end of the season we won't have to, but City will. Because they have like they're going three, four day games for the like pretty much from here
2: on out, potentially. Yeah.
0: So and their squad rotation even now seems to be failing them. I really think this is the good, a good time, as good a time as ever, to put the screws to them and make a push mid-season, going into the second half, get a few games clear. Love it. Um, score predictions, Kelsey. Um, look, originally
2: I'd sort of forgotten that like Sydney had been having a bit of a decline. So I was going to go, 12, but I'm to go. Like, I'm going to go. We need to make a stay on ten. I'm going to say two 0
1: I'm in the 2-1 camp.
0: I'm also in the 2-0. Sorry, 2-1 camp. 2-1. But similar to our game last week where we mm. scored two and then they score even later, one
1: goal. Yeah. No, that's great. Uh, any lineup predictions? Anyone thinking d or Payne's back?
0: No, but I think maybe Diamante might come on. I suspect
2: Rizzo will be back.
0: I said, yeah. Yes, and um, uh Who knows about Nikolai as well? Maybe he might get a week off just because of, uh, of his antics at the end of the last game. He might be getting a bit tired. So you might see Amai as a centre-back, which is, uh, leaves us a bit more open but gives us a bit more pace to break. Which yeah. we've really been relying on. So it's like, which, hey, we might concede, but we might score more. Yeah, I think it's gonna is, be an exciting match.
1: He's good when yet they have fast, pacey people in their forward line. Like he, that's if they have got mm-hmm. a fast, pacey winger, and Mike can match him, and he can he can pretty much outmuscle most people, which is
0: and yeah, and with Sydney specifically, they do. They've got uh, well, Cam Saber's injured, but they've got players like uh, Costa Barbarusis as well, who's just. Constantly, constantly running. Paulo Retre, he might be injured as well. Yeah, I think I know they're they've pretty got a few outs. Yeah, but yeah. like they're, they're pretty cooked. We really should be beating them this week. Yeah. Considering we, we're like unbelievably injury free pretty much at the moment,
1: with the exception oh, of poor Sebi. Yeah. Love that guy. Hope he comes back. Um, we'll keep moving. Uh, any final comments on this game?
2: No, just that I hope we yeah really come out and take the game to them.
0: Sweet. Do
1: you guys want to check out the tipping comp?
0: Yeah, I suppose I'm 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 throwing my hat out of the ring. I can't keep up with it anymore.
1: <laughs> it it is a bit of a difficult one. Um, I'm going okay, but methodical flamethrower has been consistent throughout the season, so they might be taking home the the. The prize and the trophy on 39 points. Coming second is Woods to Also pretty consistent. Sherlock Machine, the um the unofficial uh, sixth member of the pod. Uh, yeah, he's coming for third. He wants this prize. He was hyping me up on the weekend. You may have seen his post a photo of uh me, Kelsey, and Nick online. Tracks coming fourth. He wants that trophy again and he wants to share it with his friends. Now, coming fifth is me, all out pests and sit. Leb's had a bit of it. He's coming back. Shout out Harris Mania, Irish Tony. Um, the, the Joker babies going great on 14th. Kelsey, oh, thank you family. for attending. And uh, Scott's tied 21st. So, yeah. Big one. We've got some sweet prizes. Yeah. Jump on.
0: I was up. Uh, I was up as high as second like two months ago. And then I just yeah. stopped tipping.
1: Between the crazy schedule and the like, some teams just getting wiped out by COVID or injuries. It's just been such a nuts season to be a fan. It can be a little bit hard at times, but I think it's very interesting. Um, moving on, I don't have anything for around the grounds or carded. Do you guys?
0: I've got oh. really. I've got a red card, and then like a something on the that You know, whatever note. I'll start with a sad one. Obviously, RIP Warnie, um, true Aussie icon, sporting legend, great bloke, cool to see that they're naming. Uh, I think it's one of, one of the stands in the GR.
1: Stand. South the stand. South,
0: the southern stand, yeah. Yeah, southern it's, stand. That's tremendous. Um, and for some reason, when we scored a goal on the weekend, Warnie just flashed on the screen, and that was like a bit of a, I think if you believe in like good footy energy, that was definitely there to help. <laughs> it wasn't when we scored. It was the twenty-third minute because that was his number.
1: Yeah, that was oh, a planned wait. thing for warning
2: Yeah, it was oh, flat that's... for one minute, the twenty-third minute because it was his number when he played.
0: I just saw it like no, I well, I definitely saw it flash. I missed that, but I saw it flash. Maybe they accidentally put it back on when we scored because the camera cut and warning just was on the screen for like half a second and then back off the screen again. So
1: they they probably they probably had the video oh, queued for that, not expecting yeah. a goal and they're like, "Oh crap, Warnie. Who who doesn't love Warnie?" Um yeah, that's but, Yeah, that was sad. And honestly, this is
0: this is my red card's probably even sadder, but red card to the football fans over in Mexico. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you guys have seen this, but there was an absolute bloodbath over there. Um, at a game a goal was scored and a riot broke out and I think well last time I checked and this was last night you know as it was unfolding 30 plus people had been killed beaten to death. Wow it's supposed to be like a you know they' pretty much it's the national sport in Mexico you know it's one of the biggest sports in Mexico you've got like boxing and and all that as well but like that's just I don't know how you could just do that um yeah. very very disappointing and it's not a good look for mexico when they've got a potential world cup coming up in the next few years um but yeah it's just disgraceful and yeah uh prayers go out to all those affected that just went to go see a football game and didn't come home
1: yeah that's sad like in like as Noam chomsky said um it's a spectacle to like keep the masses entertained, but that's that's just crazy. Um, I saw a couple of clips today. Nick was showing me, and um, yeah, I saw a dude pick up a chair like it was wrestling and those th- like steel chair, like that. It's just messed up. You don't want to see that violence. So, yeah, I completely no. agree. That's not the way it should be.
2: You should feel safe when you go to
1: a game. 100%. Yeah. You should feel, you should
2: um, be able to go there confident you're going home again.
1: Yeah. yeah. From from
0: what I've seen though, like it's nothing to like it's not a positive, but I think most of the people that were killed were going out there and fighting. I know a lot of people with families, most like all the families got out, you know, people going with kids and stuff got out. I haven't heard any stories about like, you know, families being hurt, but it's like still, you know, fair enough. You want to go support your club, you wanna be active, you wanna be vocal, you don't go do that. No, it's not every game
1: of soccer. No, definitely. I'm definitely uh, not a fan of that. Now, we might do our little outro. So this about yeah, wraps us depressing. up. Oh, actually, <laughs> I like it. um, it's International Women's Day on Tuesday, the day this will be released. Make sure to go check out our interview with Amanda Stella and Alex Sinclair. They're going to be really big part of how our club moves forward in introducing the women's game. Check it out amazing speakers Kelsey and I literally just sat there and listened and we're just amazed by the the care they have for the game and just what their, their plans are
2: Side note, they recognize you because Alex was the first person to come up to us just before we went into the function and Amanda was the one who greeted us at the door
1: yeah both yeah
2: and remembered it straight away
1: yeah and we'd only ever spoken over like a zoom call so it was really cool really really excited to what they can bring to the this sport in general they're just so um energetic about it but uh this about wraps us up for the week don't forget to check us out on social media for up to date west united content share like subscribe and review Oh west aren't we Oh west aren't we all west aren't we how's epstein going no no he's not
0: he's fine